0: Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is
1: believe. He's been here. High fly, fly ball in right field. She is gone. He's been there. Magic down the middle, just what I thought. A hook shot at twelve. Good! He's been everywhere. Shot from
2: there and a save and a rebound yes! score! Yes, Sobel. That's one small step for man. Ted Sobel. The man, the myth, the legend. What the hell's going on out here? Now, one on one with Ted Sobel.
0: I'm Victor Rojas, Angels television announcer,
2: and you're listening to Touching Greatness with the great Ted Sobel himself.
0: And welcome back to Touching Greatness, the podcast, everybody. This is our Baseball Hall of Fame version, but it's not about the brand-new 2019 class of inductees, as in Mariana Rivera, Lee Smith, Mike Mussina, Edgar Martinez, Harold Baines, and the late Roy Halladay. Today I take a different angle and get to speak with the brand new president of the National Baseball Hall of Fame and Museum, Tim Meade, who is with the Los Angeles slash Anaheim slash whatever city you want to call them angels for the last 40 years. And just an incredible guy, most recently as the team's vice president of communications for the last 22 seasons and back on april the 30th tim took the new job to go to cooperstown so it's a whole new world for him and he is all excited and i can't blame him that's got to be an incredible place to work just with all of those amazing athletes enshrined there and really just the best ghosts of baseball pass right there in his office it doesn't get much better so let's get right to it and talk first with jose mota the angels tv analyst on fox sports west who was a thing or two about the Angels organization and the way Tim Mead has always run the show and had plenty to say about one of his favorite people there. Joining us here on Touching Greatness is Jose Mota, who's now been how many years with the Angels broadcast team, Jose? 18 years now? Wow. How lucky am I? That's fantastic. Yeah. And how lucky are our listeners and our viewers? I think it's, it's great to have you around, and I've been around your father forever but you've been around Tim Mead now almost forever. Let's talk about Tim and what he's meant to this organization. And it's 40 years. Yeah, I mean,
2: Tim is the jewel in this organization. Um, a polished jewel that loves the game, loves the A, loves tradition. He's been around many owners and general managers. Uh, managers, you talk about just the guy that understands people, that loves people loves his job, and his job transcends because it's not just his title. It's who he is as a person that really makes us all love him. And there's no doubt that everybody that knows Tim Mead loves Tim Mead. How much does it help to have a guy who's almost like a
0: walking encyclopedia as well, who's been around for that long?
2: Well, we all need information once in yeah. a while, and uh, as we continue to learn and apply more of the history of the game, especially with the Angels... There's only one source to go to, and that's <laughs> Tim Mead. Uh, but he's got the, the finer details of something happening, you know, like pulling down uh, the champagne in 86, the plastic. I mean, from the phone lines to the TV line. I mean, everything's got in detail, and that's why the players love him, too. If you think about how well players know him and how well players know people in his position— well, it goes beyond what he does because he wants players to feel comfortable. It's not just, hey, by the way, you have this interview. Would you like to do this or not? How can we accommodate this request? He goes beyond that. He cares about their families. He cares about their well-being. He hurts when the team doesn't do well. He hurts when the players don't do well. And he celebrates the same way. So I'm so happy for uh, Grandpa Tim. and This is <laughs> a great opportunity for him because, it really is. I mean, uh, this is unique, and the Hall of Fame is gaining a whole lot by getting Tim Meade.
0: As a guy who used to play, and somebody in his position, you know that most guys are not like him. You know,
2: they're, they work for the team, but they don't really care like he does. Well, this, it comes from uh, personality. I don't think anybody said, Tim, here's your guideline to do yeah. this job. It's more like whoever got Tim Meade and whatever job was going to get that. If Tim Meade was a teacher, if Tim Meade was a PE teacher, <laughs> a historian, he'd be the same way and help people out in whatever way possible. But uh, having played the game, as you mentioned, I know the job requires a lot, uh, long hours, yeah. uh, sometimes unappreciated time, and sometimes there's a, a sense of not valuing somebody like that and what he does to keep things together. Or even from the clubhouse to the fans to the media, i not getting things get out. Or if something gets out, he knew exactly how to defend it, how to address it, how to protect it, and mainly how to uh, represent the interests of the fan. But also... He understands the players' side of it, the manager's side of it, uh, the broadcast side of it, which is so huge, and yep. that's why we all have a, such a such a love for him. It take a lot to get him out of this job, but the Hall of Fame. I mean, how great is that
0: to be in charge of Cooperstown?
2: Oh, I couldn't have happened <laughs> to a better person, and I think going through the process myself and knowing what it entails with Vladdy. I mean, sure. I was involved for over a year, and knowing what how many responsibilities are, come with just for one guy. But I'm going, Tim's going to love every minute of it. From the details of getting the player's favorite glove, shoes to display in his locker in in Cooperstown. He's going to love every minute of it because he's been around his whole life. And he'll know exactly the details that are needed. How to treat people. How to treat their families. And appreciating the history. And now that, you know, it's kind of changing a bit as to controversy with that one steroid era. and Guys getting in, not getting in. He's going to go out there and... Not dictate what happens. He's going to go in there with an open mind and say, "I'm here to pretty much facilitate and tell you what's going on and how the people around me feel." There's, I mean, there's a board and, and certainly uh, people that have been there a long time. But it's such a beautiful thing to know that uh, that's Miles going to go to Cooperstown and no one better.
0: I was just wondering if he's going to get maybe lost inside the Babe Ruth locker <laughs>
2: and can't get out of there. <laughs> he, he might be like going through the archives and say, "Wait, wait a minute! How come this not? This not exactly. out there." Exactly. And just, I can see him. Going through something and going, guys, I just saw this. I cannot believe this. I was in middle school when this happened, and I can't wait for those moments. I'll be honest with you.
0: Appreciate the time, Jose.
2: Always good to see you. Anytime, my friend. Thank you. Thank you.
0: That's Jose Mota, who many of you know is the son of the great Manny Mota of the Dodgers organization for decades. And two guys who work with Jose on a nightly basis, also from Fox Sports West, are the TV play-by-play and color analyst Victor Rojas and Mark Gubaza, who I wish I had more time to speak with them because they, again, had much to say about Tim Meade, but just had to grab him on the fly before they went on their telecast, and certainly they had some really, really neat things to say. With Victor Rojas, Mark Gubaza, guys, first of all, how long have you been with Fox?
2: together. Oh, uh, ten so years. Ten, 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 ten seasons. seasons, yeah. Okay. Yeah.
0: Okay, so you've been around Tim Meade for at least a decade. Tell me about it, Victor, first of all, what has he meant to this organization for you? Uh, well, I mean, he, I've known him since 1982 when my dad first joined the organization, and uh, he is the keeper of all things angels. I mean, he knows where the bodies are buried, and, and, and <laughs> just all the stories and, and everything that he has and brings to the table on a daily basis definitely going to be missed, but i tell you what. Uh, Miss Ms. Clark could not have picked a better person to head the museum in Cooperstown, New York, than Tim Meade. He is the perfect prototypical choice. He's a walking museum himself. Mark, what are your thoughts on what he's meant to the organization and to you personally? Because we all know that guy is important in that seat.
2: Well, I don't know if he if he's if one of his better moves in his whole life, but he's assistant general manager when he brought me over in a trade for Chili Davis. So maybe, <laughs> maybe that was one of his regrets, but there's no one better in the, on the planet than, than Tim and like Victor said, with him running the Hall of Fame, he's a Hall of Famer in every aspect of his life, and I, I can't wait to see him out there at some point. But I'm going to miss him so much here.
0: What about the Hall of Fame itself, though? I mean, how prestigious of a gig is that to go from? I don't want to say just the PR guy, but you know what I mean. This no, is the ultimate. Isn't no, it? no yeah. question about it. i tell you what. And I think the, becoming a curator of baseball's history is one of the things that I think he's going to have to transition to from the daily grind of being a PR guy. And I think that's going to be the biggest shock for him once he gets to uh, to Cooperstown, New York. But I think he, if anybody besides can make the, the transition. Besides the weather. Yeah, the weather's <laughs> slightly different there in, uh, in upstate New York. But I think if anybody could do it, certainly, Tim. Appreciate the time, guys. I hear the National Anthem. Have a good telecast. Thank nice. you. Appreciate that's it. Right. Thank you. And we go from Angels tv to radio and terry smith has been around now for a couple of decades and just loves being a part of this angels organization he was very nice to join me for several minutes to talk about tim and what he has meant to him and the entire angels team terry first of all you've been with the team for how many years now
1: Well, this is my 18th season, Ted, Uh, and my first year, as you probably remember, was the year we won the World Series. So things happen fast, and they happen really, really good, so uh, it's been a, a real nice long run here.
0: So 18 years around Tim Meade. And you're still around to talk about it. <laughs>
1: well, I, I, I am, and, and the thing about it was he was one of the first people that I met when I came to town. He was kind of part of the interview process when I was hired along with Rory Marcus. So um, he, he was instrumental in, in me getting the job. Uh, there, there were a bunch of people that were part of that, but um, he was actually, if I remember right, uh, back before the start of the 0-2 season. He might have been the last person that I met with, and we went out to lunch, and then, um, you know, I didn't know how things had gone from the interview process, uh, and I think he was the first person... Uh, to notify me that um, they'd like me to come here, and, you know, the rest is history.
0: Oh, so he's been a really good uh, part of your life in this place.
1: Well, he really has, and, you know, I, I didn't have any ties at all to the West Coast. Yeah. Uh, I was born in, in the on the East Coast and worked for a long time in the Midwest. So, uh, you know, there was a lot of uh, trepidation as far as coming out West. We didn't have any family. We didn't know anyone out here. Um, I had to uproot my family, and, and at the time, my son was... I guess maybe fifth grade, fourth or fifth grade. So, you know, we had to deal with all that, the transition of of moving across country and finding a good school for him and things like that. But uh, absolutely no regrets.
0: So what has Tim meant to this organization from your vantage point?
1: Well, the, the thing, uh, one of the things, and, uh, you know, all of a sudden it's going to disappear is the stability. I mean, he, he was always here. You would see him every day. You would see him throughout spring training. You'd see him uh, a lot on road trips as well. And, you know, it's, it's hard for me to, to fathom that when we come off our upcoming road trip, that when we come back to the ballpark, he's not going to be here. I'm not going to see him down on the field. I'm not going to see him in the clubhouse. I'm not going to see him in the dugout during pregame. And, uh, you know, he's uh, even though we're basically the same age, he's been a mentor for me. He helped break me in as a major league announcer. Uh, He's always a guy that has been a straight shooter. You knew when you talked to him that he was going to tell you the truth. You never had a question about that. And uh, he's a guy that's impacted my life. And, you know, in in the course of of my lifetime, uh, you come across people that you know you'll always remember, you'll always respect, and you're always going to hope that nothing but good things has happened to, and he's certainly one of those guys.
0: And finally, uh, he's not only been such a strong part of this organization, but I think that sort of fits what he's going to do, because the Hall of Fame, I'm, I'm sure they're extremely picky, and I mean, how great does he fit into this situation, and how special is that?
1: Well, it, it's very special, and, and I remember uh, the day that Tim had his uh, press conference here at the ballpark, and he did it in the dugout, which I thought was <laughs> kind of fitting, and I think you were there that day as well. I was talking to Jim Hill about it, and he said, what do you think about all this? I said, well... My, my initial take on it is I'm disappointed he's leaving but the Hall of Fame is for the best of the best and now they're getting another part of the best of the best to be the one who's the caretaker of it i think he's an absolute slam dunk tremendous hire i'm very saddened that he's leaving the angels organization but there's absolutely no doubt in my mind ted that he's going to be a guy that'll uh, make that organization the hall of fame itself and everything that surrounds it even that much better so they couldn't have done a better job as far as who uh, they have hired now to be the caretaker of that great institution.
0: Beautifully said, Terry. Appreciate the words. And uh, we move
1: on. We do. And it's (laughs) going to be difficult. I know it's going to be tough to replace Tim. I don't really know what the Angels are going to do. And uh, if they do decide to name a successor, I I wish that person the best of luck as well. But they have some big shoes to follow. (laughs) There's no doubt about that. Thanks again, Terry. Thank you. And let's go right to the man, Tim Mead,
0: who jumped right into the fire and had to set up the 2019 Hall of Fame. Just watched it, and it went perfectly. No surprise, he's as good as anybody in the business. And we are with the man of the hour, Tim Mead. And, Tim, it's okay to accept the fact that if you're going to the Hall of Fame, the least you could do is be on Touching Greatness, the podcast. Congratulations.
3: Thanks, Ted. I appreciate it and you know, appreciate the opportunity to speak with you, and I thank you for everything along the way. Forty years. It's unbelievable. I mean, with any organization, when you think about it. It doesn't seem like it. And quite honestly, and I know it just sounds very simplistic, but I've, I've told people that in a baseball world for us, you have spring training, the regular season, hopefully postseason, the holidays, spring training, the regular season, you know, it just rolls into the next year, and every year is uniquely different, so I really have never sat down, honestly, sat down and said, "Well, this is year 30, this is year 35, and really, it's kind of become a bigger deal to people afterwards, after this announcement came out, and, you know, I started with a lot of people like Buzzy Bavese and Red Patterson, people that committed their lives to this organization, and the game, not just the Angels, and I learned from them, in my mindset, that was kind of the norm. So, to be here a long time is a blessing because when all of said and done, you don't control it. Uh, you can hope for it, but you can't, you, you can hope and wish for it, but you can't control it. What do you remember about the first
0: day you walked in here?
3: That I was walking into a major league ballpark, I was an intern in 1980, got my assignments, uh, I remember going into the Xerox room and getting letterhead from whoever we played in that first game and looking around and getting an envelope and cutting off the letterhead at the top after I'd Xeroxed all the notes and keeping it because I never knew if I would be coming back. So I, wow. somewhere in my house I have an envelope with the Red Sox and the Orioles and the Yankees logos from those days because it was like, wow, look what you're doing. Um, and then the first full year when I took my first road trip, I took a camera on the road because, you know, in my mind you just don't know how long this is all going to last and here you are traveling with a major league club.
0: What uh, pictures do you recall that you still have? you look back on them much? Well, you
3: know, I, no, I haven't looked at them in a long time. That makes but it more special it, when it you re- do re- it. really does. But really standing in the press box at Fenway Park and taking a photo of it, because there you were in Fenway. And sure. then I think on that trip it was Yankee Stadium, and we may have gone to Baltimore or Detroit after that. But just to see the iconic stadiums, uh, see the history and know who walked in those runways where we were walking that even after all these years and I haven't been to Fenway probably in four years but whenever you walk down those steps from the the clubhouse out into the dugout and walk off you know off that heavy metal you just think about who who traipsed there before and it's an honor and a privilege I mean every day you step on a baseball field and Ted you've been doing this a long time you've been on courts and fields and all and, and you know what it's like and I don't care what your role is if you don't take it for granted I think you enjoy it much, much more.
0: I think just the fact that you said that, if you said that in an interview about taking your new job, I'd say, that's the guy. I want that. But isn't that part of it? It's a passion.
3: Well, I think it is. And, and all of a sudden, I've had to, to write a couple of things for a, a program that I'm working on right now for, for the uh, induction ceremony and stuff. And I've said whether I was playing, going to the ballpark the first time as a fan, playing the game through high school, working in the front office, all we are is still a fan It's your core. And I've never lost sight of that fact. And, and uh, put in perspective what these great athletes do on the field, but as I've evolved as a person and aged, <laughs> um, I look at them more as people than I do players. Because they're people 12 months a year, they're players seven and a half, hopefully eight and a half if you win. At the end of the day, I'm as uh, in awe And particularly some of them, say like a Mike Trout or an Albert, where their personality and what they do for others is I am for what they do on the field.
0: A couple other special names you want to mention. Over the years that really stand out, you say, if you're in the middle of the night thinking, boy, that was really great to be involved with that guy.
3: Yeah, I I think Ted over – 40 years, it'd probably be like asking you who's the favorite athlete you've ever covered or <laughs> interviewed. It, you know, it's very, very difficult, and I think each one of them who's are unique. your favorite
0: kid, right? Is that yeah, sort e- of similar? Exactly, exactly.
3: <laughs> but, you know, I mean, obviously Mike, but I still have to go back to, to Jimmy Abbott in 1989 because I think it was such a different set of circumstances and unique. Uh, Rodney and Reggie broke me in in the early years, and those were special times. Wally's rookie year in 86 was special. Uh, and then people that have come up along the way. Uh, there've been stories to watch Shigatoshi Hasegawa come from Japan and do what he what he did for us was was special. So rather than for me personally to focus on one thing, I focus have tended to focus on multiple because I think you know every one of those have played a role in my memory, in my career, and my story of experiences and people, and hopefully I've played a role in theirs at some point. The highlight of the story, I would assume, has to be a World
0: Series title.
3: It is. I, when all said and done, I mean, that's what we're in here for. We're in here to, to make a difference. I think we worked as hard in 2001 and 2003, but we're rewarded in 2002, but we're only rewarded because of what the men on the field did and accomplished. And you know, I will never lose sight of that fact. That's why when people say, you know, what's the value of that ring, it's priceless. I mean, the finger goes with it if you ever get it because it's just simply I I worked hard. I've worked hard for 40 parts of 40 seasons, but I didn't play a game. I didn't swing about it not throw a pitch. And at the end of the day, it's it's what they did. And I think for those of us, you know, I'm going to go work in a place where not everybody in that hall has a world championship ring. And that's not lost on me either.
0: Yeah, and just the fact that when you see it, though, it has to bring back amazing memories because the emotions
3: were just so sky high. It was incredible to be around. It really was, and, and I think at that moment, I always thought that, that I was going to get emotional and, and really cry, quite honestly, when, when we won. Uh, but what I will remember about it after seeing my family is looking around and seeing almost 44,000 people coming together for one common joy and I think they put aside all their problems, their issues, their worries and everything, and and understood that this might be the greatest moment of their lives to share in with others. And certainly the arrival of a, of a child, of a grandchild, a spouse is much more important, but there's very few things we do in society where you, you come together as a group and have a, a common commonality of happiness.
0: Yeah. I'm writing my book, Touching Greatness, same name as this podcast. There'll be some really fun stories about here, this place, for me and what's happened in my life here. And part of it is because of guys like you to, give, to make my life a lot easier because I can't say that about a lot of people in your seat.
3: Well, Ted, I, I appreciate it. I mean, we had something in here earlier with, with the press, and as I told them, I, I don't understand how you can be a PR person and not have a an understanding and, and a supportive attitude of the media. Uh, and conversely, I think the media has to have that as a – of the PR people because it's a very different, difficult role, really, to sure. try to, to accommodate and get everything one needs. But at the end, if there's respect, if you ask me to get an interview and so-and-so couldn't do it, I don't want that player to be in the position to say no. We'll say no. But even if you leave a little disappointed or frustrated that you didn't get something, the most important thing is that you as a member of the media know that that PR person, you know in your heart, they, he or she did everything they could to make that work for you. And, and that's really the feeling or the, the reality of respect amongst two two people. I've I've never looked at it as a wall. I've never looked at it as sides. I, I don't think people should be in PR that ever view it as a us versus them because I don't think it's healthy for an organization. And eventually it's going to stand up and bite you. And it's great to
0: be able to tell you to your face, and this is not because you're sitting here, but you can't. You have no idea how many people in my life, professionally, have said, "We need to clone Tim Mead. We need more of his type." And it's the truth because it's not the norm,
3: and it should be. Well, I appreciate it. It's all not an this, easy job. We know you're done. I job know, not but, easy. but all of this, all of this is for me humbling. I, it's it's not me as a person. I'd rather be giving praise to people, but. I'm I'm thankful. I mean, I've, I've done a lot of praying about this decision. I've done a lot of praying of thanks for the 40 years I've had here. Um, you know, trying not to get emotional, trying to finish it strong because there's a couple more things I have yet to do. Um, but, you know, this area, this community, the members of the media, the fan base, the players, the front office people, uh, they're going to be in my heart, and I have, a, I have a big heart with a lot of space for a lot of people, and it's not going to go away, and it's not going to change. So what
0: exactly... Are your new duties going to be at the in Cooperstown? I just love saying that.
3: I, I do, too. I have to be used <laughs> to it. Uh, ultimately, when I interviewed with Jane Forbes Clark, it was, uh, you know, we. I told her I'm not a financial guy. I'm not a guy that sits down and looks at a lot of budgets, and I'm not somebody that sells sponsorships. You know, I, I can do what I need to do to help and support it. And she goes, that's not why you're here. I want you to take care of 79 living Hall of Famers. I want you to oversee the hall of fame and work with the folks that are in it and it's a tremendous staff of great people passionate and dedicated people um you know look over the be fiercely loyal and protective of the brand of the hall of fame um continue to work with the clubs and the pr people and let them know and you know i have a great pr uh vice president who's there and who's going to be just a godsend for us but it's it's continued the relationships and uh you know, not just with the Hall of Famers, but with other people in baseball. And I think the good thing for me at 61 is before that well runs dry a little bit, I'll, I'll be able to to get a few years in under my belt and do everything I can. Uh, a lot of people Ted, have said, you know, what are you what are you looking to do? What's your plan? And I don't know that you have to have a plan when you have a, a well-run machine. You just keep gas in the tank, oil in the engine. And I've said that many times. Jeff Idleson did a phenomenal job of the Hall. But no one person does a phenomenal job. A group does it. No one player wins a world championship, and we're no different. So I'm going to go back. I'm going to tell them the first day that I'm there that the new student is here on campus. I'm here to learn from a lot of associate professors, which are each of you. I intend to learn on my feet, not sitting behind a desk. I'll travel. I'll be an open-minded, and I'm still going to be accessible to so many of the people that I've tried to stay in touch with, you know, uh, Via email and text, and reach out and help college kids looking to get into PR. Excellent. Um, you know, I think we have that responsibility. You do, I do.
0: Absolutely, and I love. It's great to give back because, you know, people they're fishing for information and they appreciate it.
3: Well, they do. You and I don't have jobs in our back pockets. <laughs> we don't have cash grants to give people. We may not even have the best advice in terms of. You know, I, I tell college kids, you're smarter than me at this point in your age, but the only thing that sets us apart right now is that we have experience on our is on our, our loaded with experience. So we can share in that. I, I'm a firm believer if you ask five people the same question, you have a chance of getting five different responses. So I never address people with an absolute. I can just tell them what I've seen work, what's worked for me, but I never talk and tell people this is what you should do because I don't think any of us are that good.
0: So here you are now, you're just going to be hanging out with Henry Aaron and Sandy Koufax and, and even Babe Ruth locker. I mean, that to me is just, I, I'm dying thinking about that because I love this game.
3: I know you do, Ted, and, and, and those are the people, I think, that type of folks when they come to Cooperstown, you have to love baseball to want to go to Cooperstown. You had to prime me out of there. I've only been there one time,
0: and I was there uh, with a visiting hockey team. We were up in upstate New York. And they said, we're leaving. We're leaving without you, Ted. And I said, I ain't leaving until Babe Ruth talks to me from, from this place. Uh, by the way, one of the earliest parts in my new book, my only book, uh, my father worked at Yankee Stadium when Babe Ruth played. Okay. And I have a few stories about that. And so when I went there, I just wanted to touch his locker. That's, I mean, that's, it meant a lot to me. And I'm thinking, boy, Tim Meade gets to hang out with that. That's going to be so
3: awesome. Uh, you know what, Ted, every spring training – Uh, When I first get to camp, I walk in the outfield, park the car, go in the clubhouse or walk in right field by myself. I take a look, step around, kind of rub my foot in the grass. I'm thinking, here we go again. Don't ever forget how privileged and fortunate you are. I really do. I mean, it's a feeling. Every time I go down on the field, it's not an ordeal. It's a privilege and a pleasure. There's going to be a night probably that first weekend because I I have meetings during the weekend. I'm going to spend time with Jeff. But at some point, maybe that week, first week, I'm going to walk in the plaque room by myself, You're hopefully after hours, say a prayer to my dad, thank the good Lord, and realize where you are. And I think it's almost sometimes like when you stand out in the great outdoors, you realize you really realize how small you are and how big other things are. And I think when you stand in that room, you realize how small you are and how great the surroundings are around you and that's that's the way i'm going to look at things
0: god i wish i could be your caddy (laughs) that sounds so fantastic this really is a new field of dreams for you
3: it is ted you know it's 61 i I thought i would finish with the angels i'd you know there's susan weiss who was with us made it 55 years i didn't see myself working here till 55 (laughs) or 75 i think my wife would had something to say about that but you know, there, there was Target. I, I had a great sense of pride in being one of the longest tenured angels. Um, but this is something, and I wrote it earlier, and it's not an original thought, but, you know, we live our lives in the present. We try to prep or plan for the future. But I now get to add the past to my focus. Great. And you can't really ask for much more than that. Fantastic.
0: Congratulations on the job. And you know what? A change is good.
3: It really is. Change is good, but there's going to be a drastic change of weather, Ted. So we're going to find out. Just, we're going to find out about that. So. Enjoy it, man. Thank you. Thank you for the opportunity.
0: It's really not often that we get to speak. Or we want to speak with somebody who runs a media department in any professional sports. But Tim Meade is a special guy, as you could tell, just by his peers and how he totally is passionate about his new job as the president of the National Baseball Hall of Fame and Museum. We wish him well, and he's off to an incredible start. Just watched a lot of the ceremonies of his first class, the 2019 Hall of Famers, and it was absolutely Perfecto as expected. Again, thanks to Tim Mead. Congrats to him. Also, Jose Mota, Victor Rojas, Mark Gubaza, and Terry Smith. Hope you enjoyed a little behind-the-scenes kind of a show, getting to know the new president of the Baseball Hall of Fame in Cooperstown, Tim Mead. And until next time, I am still Ted Sobel. Thanks again for listening to Touching Greatness here on the Believe Podcast Network. Please join me again soon.